we were on, we were talking about something a couple of weeks ago on restoring hope. Um, and looking from the standpoint of when the scripture says hope deferred, hope that is lingering, it's been put off, it's been postponed, that thing that you've been hoping for, when it's been postponed and it seems like it's just not going to come, it has the effect on a person's heart to make them start losing or to stop hoping. Now, I don't know if you've known anyone who's been there or maybe you've been there yourself, but getting to a place where I no longer hope is a place where life starts deteriorating. And it causes a person to stop hoping for those things that they once hoped for, this thing hope deferred. And so that's in um, Proverbs there. And so we were kind of uh, like a launch pad coming off of that and moving forward. So I want to just kind of pick up from there again. And today I not necessarily want to talk about restoring hope, but I want to talk about the word of hope. So there, there's a reason we can have hope. And God has given us his word and something to hold on to, to give us hope. You know, someone could just give me uh, something out there and say, hey, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a unicorn, you know, and believe in that. And I realized that's not, hey, man, thank you. <laughs> I could believe in that. And I'm like, but that's not real. I can't, I can't hold on to that. That doesn't give me life. But God has given us something to give us life. Matter of fact, Jesus said it like this, the words that I speak unto you, they are life. vocal over there this morning, Teresa. Come on, calm down. No. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> so, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about some stressors, okay? <laughs> we were talking about some stressors, things that sometimes come into our lives or that we may experience. We may have all experienced some of these things uh, periodically that can cause us to lose, start lose hope or start, you know, uh, our life gets, start being dictated by those stress mechanisms that's eating away at the very fabric of our lives, uh, it kills you, man. Stress is a killer, man. Someone needs to arrest it and put it away. But in, um, so today I'm going to look at this word of hope, no weapons. You're like, well, what are you talking about weapons? Those things that are the shackles that try to hold me into a place that I don't belong. I'm just going to say that. And so Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5 to 10, we're going to go there again. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways. Acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh, strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruit of your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest the correction for whom the Lord loves. He corrects just as a father, the sons in whom he delights. And we were looking at this a couple of weeks ago, and there was three stressors that we pointed out. One area that he mentioned here is one of the stressors is in the areas of our future. He said, trust me with your future. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. And he said, Trust me with your future. He will direct your path. Where am I going? What am I doing? What, what, what's my goal, goals in life? He said, are you willing to trust me with that? Can you believe that I have your best interest in mind? The other one was with our health. 
He said, man, it'll be health to your flesh, strength to your bones. Sometimes we stress. We, we, you know, you go to a doctor or you just get a cold, you get a runny nose. You know, you know how the enemy works sometimes. He gives you worst case scenario. You know, he starts messing with your mind. You know, so we have stressors even in the realm of health. But then he goes on down and starts talking about our possessions. Another big stressor. Man, if one thing is going to stress out uh, uh, our society, it's finances, our possessions. I mean, it stresses the government, it stresses the community, it stresses the nation, it stresses our churches, it stresses our little kids who didn't think they got their allowance on time. Like, Mama, can I have an allowance? Uh, uh, whatever. What do you call that when you get it ahead of time? You get it once a week, but you get it? An advancement. Yeah, no, can I get an advancement? You know, they want their allowance. You know, and they're like, oh, I wanted to get that Pokemon card. Whatever. I don't know. But even in that, their possessions, their finances, they stress over these things. But I was reading this uh, earlier, this morning even, and I was like, ooh, I missed one. When I was going over this the other week, I, 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 and somehow it just, I read and went right past it. Sometimes that can happen. And here, one of the stressors, or let me say this, one of the areas where we are encouraged to trust the Lord with in our lives, because after all, I want to be able to control my stuff. I want to be able to control my finances. I want to be able to control my health. I want to be able to control my future. As long as I can control those, I'm good. But sometimes they get a little out of control. <laughs> so the stress come in. But there was this other one there in verse seven. He says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. One of the things he's asking us here is to trust me with your wisdom. What? Yeah, trust me with your intellect. Trust me with your thought processes. Because sometimes, Kedrick can have an idea and think, that's it. That's God's will for my life. And he's like, well, yeah, but how many people did you hurt in the process? Well, you know, they just have to get over it, yeah. Now, now this may not mean much to you, but I was that guy. I'm just going to tell on myself. I was the guy who stood on the street corners with the microphone in his hand, Green Bay. I know you can't picture it. It's hard to picture. But I was the guy on the street corner with the microphone in his hand. And, man, I, I had this book right here. Baby, I would flip through the pages and I'd get a word and it was hellfire and brimstone. It was ripping. It didn't matter to me who was hearing it. It didn't make any difference to me who it hurt. It didn't, I mean, I used words. It felt justified by using words just because I found it here. And God was like, but that word hurts people really bad. But God is the truth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But are you willing to allow your intellect and your wisdom be in my hand? Trust me with what you know. What? <laughs> Trust me. With what you know. And I had to deal with that because after a while of doing that kind of stuff, guess what happened? You know, that rooster came home. He came home to roost and he crowed loud and it hurt bad. You know that whole thing about judging and, and you know, don't judge. And all that? Well, it's judgment. Judging is like a boomerang. This has a boomerang effect. I'm going to judge you. <laughs> Throw it out there. Jesus said, now be careful how you do that because that judgment that you judge is going to be measured back unto you again. So it's, it's coming back. And so that's what happened. I threw it out there. And Dave, it came back. It came back real hard on a Sunday morning. 
But I found myself trying to operate in a wisdom based on Kietrich's intellect. And I was reading this this morning, and he says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Trust me with the knowledge that you have. I'll work it out in you. You know, trust me. Man, don't be afraid of science. Trust me with science. Man, I'll take science and I'll prove to you that I created this whole crazy thing and it's going to be okay. Trust me with it. Oh, God, I don't know how this is going to work out. Don't worry about it. It's not your business. <laughs> you do what I tell you to do. It's going to all work out. Be not wise in your own eyes. I'm like, what? And this is what he says. Fear the Lord. Put the reverence in the right place, not in yourself. Put, your, put the fear of the Lord and depart from evil. Kietrich, when you put your reverence and your intellect in the right place, it will be health to your flesh. I'm like, okay. Y'all don't mind me preaching about myself here. I'm, I'm just talking about myself. Feel free, relax. This is, this is Kietrich. This is Kietrich, get it straight, date. Okay. <laughs> but he's the way he was. He's like, okay. He said, okay, now, there are some things out there I want you to trust me with. Lean not to your own understanding. Okay. Trust the Lord with all, and all your understanding. Okay. And do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. These are the things that's going to make things work a little better. So, stressors, those areas that he wants me to trust him in. One, is in the areas... Of my future. You know, I have. Why am I being so personal this morning? Okay. I, I, I told David this this morning. I have children. And children grow up. And they, and they feel like they can govern their own lives. So my, my daughter, my youngest daughter, she's currently in California right now. And she's attending school. Great, great. Awesome. Doing great. Having a great time. Just blessed. Then my oldest daughter, she's like, yep, I'm going to move to California here soon, Dad. And, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah, but, you know, we, we know things have got to line up just right before this can happen, right? But guess what happened? She get phone calls from people. Hey, we want you to um, come and uh, try out in this theater. I'm like, great. <laughs> and so we're standing there in the house. And so, so when are you going to do that? Well, next week, she's going to hop a plane. She's going to California. She's going to meet up with these Theater people, and they got to get this through. I'm like, okay, I'm working this out in my mind, right? I'm like, God, you got my future in your hand, right? Yeah, and I got your future and your children's future. It's all going to work out. I'm like, yeah, God, but I'm wise in my own eyes right now. I can raise them better than you can. No, I didn't say that, but this is kind of the way my heart is feeling, okay? And so I was honest. I was honest. Then I told her, I walked in the house, and she said, Dad, are you proud of me that I'm going? I was like, yeah, and I said, okay, here's the deal. I'm scared. I'm scared. She's like, but well, Dad, don't you want me to go? I'm like, yeah, 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 I don't care about you, but I, I, I'm just being honest. What was I doing? I was trying to control my future and hers. And I have to go like, okay, God, you're really going to have to work this thing out. <laughs> and your boy right here. <laughs> Got the stressors. They're making their way to the surface, man. But he tells me, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Yes, Dad. Lean not on the things that you can control. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Wow, I'm going to get off of me. Okay, my future is another one. The other one, my health. Okay, God, I 
give that to you. Lord, we, we, we read in your word where it's your, it's your desire that we have good health. It's your word. It's in there. God, you said, matter of fact, you said by your stripes, you took it. You took on the pain. You took on the, 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 the failings of the flesh on the cross. And you said, bam, trust me with it. And I'll work it out in your life. Okay, we're going we're gonna to deal with that. And then the whole financial thing, you know, that's probably one that just messes up all sorts of entities, you know, families, churches, cities. God, what are we going to do about this? I mean, I got a broken window. I mean, okay, did I go there? I'm just being too, being a little bit too personal. It's going to get fixed. You got a broken window. I didn't do it, but that's okay. You know, you, things working out and someone was helping out and it, it was, it's all good. But God, how are we going to do that? Don't worry about it. I got this. God, this is going to cost money. Yeah, and who, who got, what does it? Yeah. Yeah, what does it? I mean, for most people who come up here from the South, breathing air costs the money. Nineteen ninety nine per bottle. I mean, it's just <laughs> cost the money. All right, why am I talking? Let's just get a little bit personal here. Move right along. But then he says, okay, this is, this is, boy, this is going to be a part three. I see this right now. But check this out, okay? As we move on past this, in Psalms 19, 119, verse 14. He says, you are my refuge. This is the psalmist. He's speaking to the Lord. You're the one who I trust in. You're my, you're my safety net. You're the one who I trust in. You are my refuge and my shield. Your word is my source of hope. Bam. Lord, your word. It's a kid you can give your word. Dr. Carroll. <laughs> You know, and I can encourage you, and I can flatter you, and I can tell you, wow, your hair's looking great today. You know, and you might go home and say, well, I really don't like the way my hair looks today, but if he's that blind, okay. I'm not saying your hair dark. That's just an example. You understand. We're working with it. Move on. Okay. You know, I mean, but I can give you a word. This is really funny. This is Happy Mother's Day. This is really funny. I could give you a word, but my word is only as good as the one who gives it. And I'm going to tell you right now, Kedrick, his he is temporal. Someday, whether it's 50 years from now, 60 years from now, 100 years from now, I don't know. But one day, there will be a face-to-face conversation with the Lord. And this thing right here on earth, as you see it now, will no longer exist. It's just the way it is. But it's temporal. So the words, my words, my flattery, my encouragement, you know what? It's only as good as the source that it comes from. But here you have this psalm. He said, but your word, you are the one. Matter of fact, you are the eternal God. You are the one who said, let there be. And then there was. You said, man, let there be light. And it's still there. The sun is still there. The stars are still there. That mountain out there is still there. He ain't going nowhere. I just went way back to East Texas on that one. He ain't going nowhere. And here you have this son, he said, my hope is not in what I can produce for myself. My source of hope, it comes from your word. I believe it was Jesus speaking to the father, he said, sanctify them with your word. For your word is true. Your word is true. If there's anything that I can encourage us today. It's hard as sometimes we may try to make this be, but it's in here. It's where we find the avenues of life. We find 
the roadmap. Bible, you know what that means, right? B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions before leaving earth. <laughs> He's like, did you know that? I'm just saying. Basic instructions before leaving earth. Before we get out of this place, God, I want you to teach me how to live because I have done some things in my life, Tom, that was dumb. I'm just being real. I, I, I hope you don't mind real. Real sometimes help me on, on my best day. <laughs> I have done things in my life that did not add up with the heart of the Father. Matter of fact, the heart of the Father said, make love your highest goal. Can we just go there? We talk about love. We talk about love. Everything is love. But you know what? who said love first? God. He said, make it your highest goal. So when I'm interacting with you, when I'm interacting with you, when I'm interacting with you, done. if love is not the reason I want to be with you, then I have to ask myself, what's your point, Kittrick? Either you're going to love people or be outside of the will of God. So I, I go here, I'm like, God, teach me, teach me, give me some instructions how to love my children. Give me some instructions how to love my wife. Oh, he'll tell me that. Matter of fact, sometimes he'll tell me that through her. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Walt. Yeah, yeah. Why am I feel? I, I'm going to stop talking about myself. Well, I, okay. Because, again, I was that guy, Dave. <laughs> like, I drank some truth serum or something here today. A shot of vodka or something. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I was that guy. I was that guy when I, you don't know this about me. Please don't stop loving me when I tell you this. But I was that guy. When I first started doing this, I had a lot of word, but I didn't have a lot of God's ways. That's possible, by the way. I can know a lot of word, but not know God's ways. And I can hurt a lot of people. That guy on the street corner with the microphone, remember him? He was married at that time. And so I could preach the word. But I didn't know how to minister to my wife. And so, then God just, you know, hey, time to come to the office. <laughs> and this is what he says. Why are you dealing treacherously with the wife of your youth? I was there with you when you made those vows. That's in the word, by the way. I read this. And I read this, and I was like, holy smokes, <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> Something's not going well with me right now. And God was taking, he said, no, I'm going to teach you how to love with my word. Not by your intellect. Don't lean to your own understandings. Don't be wise in your own eyes. I was. I was wise in my own eyes. I was a young man who had a lot of knowledge about the Bible, and someone told me that I was the man of God and I was the head of my house. I'm not saying all that stuff don't have a place to play, but I was immature to have that kind of information. (laughs) And it was dangerous. Okay? I was dangerous to my family, and God took that thing. And he took his word. And he showed me who she was. How I better have respect for his daughter. I'm like, holy smokes. Yeah. It was one of those days. Kind of like the day for whatever reason. I'm like, why are we going there? Will you stop it? (laughs) You must have been talking to God again. Okay. This is. Wow, God. We didn't have this in mind when I got up this morning, did we? No, we didn't. But as he said, he said, you are my refuge. Listen to the psalm. He said, you know what? You're the place that I can come 
for cover. Because sometimes we just need to be loved. We need to be held. We need, to be, we need people to believe in us. He said, you're my refuge. You're the place that I can go when everything else is falling apart. He said, you are the one. He said, and your word? <laughs> your word is my source of hope. I love you, brother. I, I appreciate God for you, but, you know, I, you ain't that. You, you, you're not my hope. <laughs> I appreciate you. I, I know you're a wise man. But at the end of the day, and so my encouragement is for us all. And it, it's, it's crazy as it may look sometimes when you're trying to read that. I don't understand. You know what? I don't understand everything I read here. I, I know. There you go. He's like, what? You're the preacher. No, I'm telling you. There's some things. I was, the other day I was reading. I'm like, God, you know, I still don't understand what you're saying right here. I can read it. I, 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 David, what does he mean when he say that? David probably looked at me like, well, that's what that means. I'm like, oh. 30-some years, I'm just not getting it. That's okay. But it's just the little bit that I get that can give me hope. It's the little bit that I get. When I read it, when it says, okay, I know, elementary, God so loved the world, the cosmos, everything in it, he didn't throw it away. He didn't throw this thing away. You know, there was a time that Moses was trying to get God to throw the people away. Mm-hmm. When they just messed up and Moses come down and he was mad. And we'll read some here in a moment where his madness got him in troubledness. If you ever want to know why Moses didn't get to lead the people in the promised land, he had a little, a little temper there. People got on his nerve. I'm not saying that's. Anyway, move on, Kedrick. Your word, your spoken word, the words that you speak to me, God, this is my hope. This is what I trust in. It's what that's saying here. This is who you are. So God is God's word is our source of hope. When we're ready to make a decision, when I get ready to make a decision in my life, God, I want to know your character behind this decision. I may not have a, oh, take a left on Columbia. No, no, no. But I want to know your heart and your character behind the decision. And I may have a word. When it comes to love my neighbor or bash him over the head, mm, he's probably going to tell me to throw love in there first, okay? Don't get carried away, Keetrick. So he teach me how to make decisions. Then he also teach me, you know, when it comes to, you know, well, I mentioned that, how to treat people. His word will teach me how to treat people. His word gives me hope that if I treat them right, it's not about how they treat me back. Please, don't treat people in a way that you want them to treat you. I mean, that you expect them to treat you back. You treat them the way you want to be treated. But just so you know, you're dealing with human beings. Human beings do things that can surprise you sometimes. You give them a quarter, they might give you, a, I don't know, a rock. You can't, you, it could happen because we're dealing with human beings. We're dealing with a broken system of mankind that God has placed you and I in this planet with this word to help the broken pieces to become whole by demonstrating his word. His word makes us whole. So we demonstrate his word in the eyes of others. They go, huh, well, that was kind. You know that, you ever seen people, you know, they, they stand there, they open the door for someone, they let a crowd in, they go, next thing you know, the person that saw them do it, 
They're like, I'll give that a shot. Because you did something that stirred the depths of their heart to do something kind. And you and I carry this. The Bible said we're earthen vessels. We have the treasures of God on the inside of us. We carry this word and we display it among men so people can see it. How to treat people. Even when you and I are dealing with adversities. This is where it gets us a lot of times, the adversity part. When we are dealing with adversities, things that are just grating our nerves, be it people, be it animals, be it just the way that life is sometimes. His word teaches us how to deal with the adversities, but it also teaches us that the adversity doesn't win. This is where I get excited. I've said, out of all that I've said up to this point, I wanted to get here. His word is awesome. It does a lot of stuff, and I live from that. But I have learned that just because there's adversity, I don't have to cower and say, uncle. Because I can look at his word and say, uh-uh, papa, he's got it. Check this out. This is awesome stuff. Isaiah 54. I love this scripture here. I just love it. I love it. I love it. I'm learning more about it as I go. That's the thing about the word of God. You know, it, it opens up. You can read it today and tomorrow he'll give you another another corner of it because it's alive. It's always moving. That's what it says. It's live. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It's, it's moving out. Anyway, Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 17. Check this out. He says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Whatever your idea of a weapon, just insert that in there. We'll go there a little later. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. I'm like, hold a minute. Wait a minute. See, weapons can come in many forms. Weapons can come in a form of a tool, which when you look at this word in the Hebrew, you find it's a tool, it's a utensil, something of war, something of hunting, something that is used really uh, a lot of times it's going to it's trying to dictate your future or your present. It's coming at you in a way that's trying to get your life to cower to what it wants you to be. So here he is saying, now, it's, it's kind of interesting because this part of the story is dealing with a group of people who are freshly out of slavery. They've been in Babylon for 70 years, well, at least their family and their peoples anyway, and they've gotten out of slavery. God had delivered them out and, you know, he put them in time out. I, I feel like I have to tell the rest of that story. You know, they do stuff that's kind of silly. And God put them in time out in Babylon. And so they were there for about 70 years. And so they get rescued. Well, he rescued them out of there. And after all that, he said, look, guys, I still love you. It's just like if you discipline your children. You don't discipline them because you don't like them. You discipline them because you love them and because you want them to get it right in life, to have a great life. And so here you have God. He put them in time out. So you know, we're going to get this right sooner or later. And he said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. 
And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. That word judgment is, we always say, you know, don't judge, don't judge. It really is a decision. It's someone making the decision about you, about your life. You say this about Todd. You say, well, Todd is this. You just made a decision in your mind. This is who Todd is. When you actually have no authority to make that decision. I say this about Teresa. <laughs> I make accusations. I make up the words that are, I, I make a judgment towards her. When I really don't have the authority to make that judgment, I'm making a decision in her life about her. And sometimes that happens. Those things, they become weapons. The thought processes, the things that messes with my mind, the, the, I, the, 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 oppression that comes behind someone else's opinion about me. You ever looked at Facebook? <laughs> Don't, if you haven't. Because sometimes you can see things there that can make you a little oppressed because people put stuff there, their life looks so great, and you go like, well, my life is not that good. And then you start making judgments about yourself. Your mind, that becomes a weapon. But hear what he's saying. Those weapons that are working to try to come after you, to try to push you back. You ever had things that try to keep you from going forward into your future? You know who you are. I mean, God is spoken you. And things may try to come at you and say, no, David, you, you, you can't do that because of mm, whatever. No one had to say it, but sometimes our minds will go there. Like I said, those worst case scenarios. We, I would talk bad about myself. Other people can be building me up. Sue can be over there, and she's done to say, but honey, you're so awesome. This is why this is happening because you're just, you're such a, awesome person. You're a great dad. But I could be sitting there thinking about that one mistake that I made yesterday. It becomes a weapon. And it works against my mind. It becomes so strong that it will override what she is saying about me. The good. And I can't hear the good. Because the bad is so loud. That's a weapon. This is what he says. No weapon formed against you. Now, I want you to put yourself, because he's saying you, he's, he's, he, 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 you, <laughs> you means, means you. Okay. No weapon formed against you shall advance, shall have advantage over you. And every tongue, an um, instrument of speech, whatever's speaking to me, whatever's speaking to my heart, whatever's speaking to my mind, whatever's speaking to the surrounding systems, around me he said whatever is speaking to you whatever tongue rises against you in decisions that's not correct about you he's saying things about you that's not even true this is why it's important day for me to know what god says about me because this is what god says about me. god said that i am fearfully and wonderfully made and great are his works. That's what he says about me. So when I look at them, I'm like, oh, he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I died for you. Matter of fact, this is what God said about me. He said, Kendrick, while you was messed up, while you were a sinner, I died for you. When you didn't care about me at all, I still loved you. He says this right here. So I can take that word and I can take those tongues, those lying tongues. Those judgmental tongues, 
that coming after me as instruments of weapons to prevent me from entering into my best self, I can take God's word and say, wait a minute, let's just line this thing up for a moment. You said this about me. Okay. That says this. Well, they said this yesterday on the radio about me. Is that true? I said, I didn't say that about you. But why am I hurting so bad? Because you forgot who you are. Remember Lion King? You forgot who you are. Mufasa boy. You're your daddy's boy. He said you were created in my image. In my likeness, I created you. Male and female, he created them. So can I just say this, ladies? As you sit here today, no matter what society has said about you, you look at who God says you are and you stand on that. Stand on that. Wow. Well, I'm just, who said that? Stop it. It's just a lie. It's a weapon in the form of a speech, a tongue, working to hinder me from going forward at God's best for my life. Past issues, it happens a lot. Been there. I've been here years gone by. And all of a sudden, a past tongue start coming up. I tell you what, I think I may have been a sophomore or junior in high school just the other day. I'm telling you, I know why God, maybe just a demonstration. You, you need to feel good about yourself, I guess, so you may. No, I'm kidding. I remembered sitting in class. This girl called me a name. I wasn't even trying to date her. I don't know why she called me this name. Maybe that's why she called me the name, because I wasn't interested. That's what it was. Now I feel good about myself. But she called me this name. And I was like, whoa. And you know, you, after about 30 years, you forget about some things. But every now and then, one comes creeping through the dark. I don't know if that's ever happened to you. It could be 30 years later. It comes creeping through the dark to see if it could have effect on your heart again. And that's where I have to go like, mm, no, 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 no. Your weapon, you are a tongue that's bringing judgment against God's child. So this is what he said do. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. A lot of times we pause there because like, that that sounds so harsh. (laughs) That sounds so messed up. God, what do you mean? Oh, you mean, God, you're going to condemn it? That's not what he said. Stop trying to give God the responsibility that you have. Jesus, move this rock. I told you to move it. Jesus, love those people over there. I told you to love them. Lord, I need you to help those people. That's great, but I asked you to help them first. This is what he said. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. That word condemn there, basically it means to declare wrong. To declare wrong. When those things come at you, start messing with your mind in those areas of stressors 
in the areas of finances, in the areas of future, in the areas of health, in the areas of I'm not that smart, whatever. I've got to look at this and say, no, 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 no. God, based on your word, I declare that wrong. I will say about me what you say about me, because as the psalm says, my hope is in your word. It's not in what other people think. It's not even what I think about myself, because I'm telling you, I could think some some awesome stuff about myself. That's false. (laughs) Or I could think some bad things about myself. That's false. Somewhere I have to find, Okay, God, what do you say about this? I must learn. We must learn. Whatever comes here. I want to say, God, what do you say about that? What do you say about that? Because if not, those weapons will try to take over my heart space. And I will find myself in a place of oppression, depression, low self-worth, thinking I can never make it. I can never amount to anything. Oh, yeah, that which they said about me when I was at school, it must be true. It must be true. I was watching this chef the other day, this cooking show the other day, and she was a bitter woman. Bitter. It was the guy's job to come there to try to help her shop. And you know what he told her? That's bad. <laughs> she was so angry and bitter. And he sat down with her and he just asked the question, which I applaud him. I think it should have been asked. He's like, so why are you so angry? He's like, I, I, okay, I, not because, not me. I know you're mad at me. Don't care. But what makes you so bitter? She said, my stepmother told me that I would never amount to anything. And she spent all of her life trying to prove her stepmother wrong. And because she listened to those words, you know what she was doing? Fulfilling the prophecy of her stepmother. Because she became so bitter, people didn't want to interact with her. She was running people out of her shop. Her own daughter left her and went and got a job somewhere else. Because the wounds of her stepmother, those hard words, broke her spirit. That she couldn't interact with people without lashing out at them. So when that guy judged her cooking ass, that's it's bad. <laughs> She's like, I am a chef. It's like, wow, what? Why are you angry? And he just got, <laughs> so he got to the point and said, what's the deal? He said, my stepmother told me that I would never amount to anything, that I'll always be this. And he's like, that's a lie. He called her and said, that's a lie. So your whole life, you've been living behind this thing. That's a lie. And he got her to start seeing herself the way she was created and who she really was. That's what the word of God does. It allows me to see who I really am. Not based on Keetrick's intellect. Remember that? Be not wise in your own eyes. Let's just get rid of that guy. But I'm going to lean to what God is saying about me. And so whenever those tongues come and try to tell me. The girl called me a fake. Did I ever tell you that? That's what, okay, I'm just going to put it out. I've come this far. I might as well tell you now. I'm sitting in class. I'm sure I was doing some dumb stuff. I was a junior in high school, I think it was. I'm sitting in class, and, and again, like I said, I wasn't interested in her. That might be why she said it. You're just a fake. And I'm like, hmm. 
But there's a lot of people said a lot of things to me and a lot of people hurt me. But there are some things that are gone and I can't even remember what they were. But there are some things that try to creep back in. And the things that creep back in are the things that try to attack your identity. Those things that try to mess with the core of who you are to get you not to be who God has called you to be. And those are the things, brother, you got to look at and say, that's wrong. I know who I am. I know who God has created me to be. I may not do it like everybody else, but that's awesome because can't nobody else do it like me. <laughs> you can't beat me being me. It may not be the prettiest thing on the block, but it's me. <laughs> that's right. I may not have the afro anymore and the little balding on the top. That's okay, but it's me. You know, my nose might be a little bit wider. lips might be a little bit bigger. That's okay, but you can't beat me from being me. And when I learn to like me, the way God has created me. Then I can look at those weapons and I say, you have no space here. You have no space here. And it's not coming from a place of arrogance. It's arrogance. It's coming from a confident son that his daddy has told him that I love you. I love you. And I'm for you. And there's nothing you can do to make me love you anymore. And there's nothing you can do to make me love you any less. I love you. I'm like, well, I want to be on his team. <laughs> I'll saddle up with that. And so what are we going to do? Whenever the weapons show up, judge it. You take those words and you line it up with God's word. And we'll talk more about maybe next week about his word and how to use his word on our behalf and walk this out, how to make those declarations. You know, there's things in God's word that gives us victory, even over our own mind. Did you know that God did not create me to be crazy? I don't care what I say about myself. I mean, he says that I have a sound, well-balanced mind, according to his word. He said that I have the mind of Christ, according to his word. So why am I going to look in the mirror after a bad day and go, you're just crazy? You know who's saying that? Not God, me. Because I've saddled up with a weapon. I saddled up with a tongue, my own tongue, working against me. And you know what he said to do? condemn that tell it it's wrong tell it it's wrong you see someone abusing a little child out in the middle of the street you look at him go like whoa, whoa 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 that's wrong you're not gonna stand there and let that nonsense continue that's wrong so why do i abuse myself why do i look at god's treasure and belittle what god has created i do it to myself we do it to ourselves God said, I created you in my likeness, in my image. I created you the way you are. So why are you going to look in the mirror and go like, ah? I didn't get that right. Dropped out of high school, dropped out of kindergarten, dropped out of grade school. I just, just a dropout, you know? Just a dropout. Last thing, and I close. There's a the Lord has blessed me to be able to work with inmates at the uh, county jail here. And as much as that can drain you, <laughs> sometimes it's awesome. Because there's some days you go in, there's some people, you know, they just come to sit in just to get out of the cell. I, you know what? You're not, not hurting my feelings. That's fine. I'm here anyway. Might as well talk to somebody. But there's but there's some that comes and they walk through the door and they walk through the door 
broken. I mean, they walk in with tears in their eyes. They're, they're walking in with the hurt and the remorse of whatever reason they're there. And I remember one day I was sitting in the, in the library there and I was talking to this one young man and um, I think he had, I don't know, he had done something like DUI or something. Whatever it was, it got him a few nights stay in the Gray Bar Hotel. And he was broken. He's like, man, I did this, did this. And the Lord just happened to tell him, said, you know what? Your mistakes don't define who you are. You know, we, I said it and we moved on. Your mistakes don't define who you are. Make a mistake doesn't make you a mistake. So a few days later, or maybe a week or so later, he gets out. And I saw him. He was working at an establishment here. And actually, you know, he was someone who was in charge of this particular, well, that portion of it. But I see him walking down the sidewalk. This dude come up and gives me a hug. <laughs> He's done it about twice now. He comes up and gives me a hug. He goes, thank you. He said, I'll never forget what you told me. What did I tell you? <laughs> That's, that's awesome. <laughs> Just for grins, let me fill me in. He said, when we were there and we was having, and I remember having a conversation. I remember him being there. He said, but you told me that my mistake doesn't define who I am. That set me free. That freed me. He said, and I'll never forget that. Thank you. Even if I saw him today, he'll probably come up. I mean, this dude is genuinely excited about being free from the weapons that has tried to hold him down. So if I could say anything to us today is grab a hold of this, is that no matter where you've come from, where you've been, what you've done, what you even thought this morning, what you've been thinking about this guy right now, I forgive you. It's all good. But your mistakes doesn't define you. And the words, the tongues of the weapons doesn't define you. You remember what the psalm says. My hope is in your word. Speaking of God, God, your word is what gives me hope. So I would encourage us. God, what does your word say? Read his word. Say, well, that's too crazy. I understand. Get an audible. Get something. Let's sit down and talk with someone about it. Participate in the church service like this. This is all part of it. But it's important to hear what the creator of the universe says about you, because at that point, it's where the line stops. Everybody else's opinions falls to the ground. Lord, what do you say? Because it's those days when it's dark, when you're sitting under a spruce tree in the middle of the night at elk camp, and all of a sudden some of the stuff starts flooding back towards your life from your college days and your high school days, and the guilt and shame start coming back in again. You're going to need to know what he said about you. Oh, yeah, that was me, too. That was me, too. It's like guilt was standing in the dark looking at me, trying to condemn me of stuff that was gone. And God's like, man, we've dealt with that. It's not you. And that was one of the most freeing times. In re- I mean, didn't get an elk that day. Didn't care. <laughs> but I felt about me and who God says I am. 
no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every instrument of speech that stands up against you and false decisions and accusations about you, you shall declare it wrong. That's not true. Let God be true and everything else be a lie.